Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody, or good afternoon, whenever this finds you. Uh, this is episode one, I don't know, of the 476 podcast. We're going to talk about the finals, so stay tuned. Uh, 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 yeah. Justice for the blind, just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my mind. All right, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good dawn, dusk, whatever. I uh, hope this finds you well. Um, this is episode, again, I don't remember the number. I don't even know why I started to say this is episode whatever, because I don't remember what number episode this is, but it doesn't make a difference. We are here to talk about the finals a little bit, talk a little basketball for a bit. Uh, there'll be a couple podcasts coming this week. This one about basketball. There'll be one about uh, a mental health, a May mental health. Well, May mental health. Yeah, no, that was right. May mental health roundup. We're going to talk about some, I want to just take some random subjects from May and kind of talk about it from like a mental health uh, perspective, maybe give some of my thoughts uh, so I can try to maybe help people become better people. Uh, don't mind me. I'm sweating. It's very hot. It's very hot up here. Uh, but, you know, that's how it is. The block is hot. You feel me? Like some like it hot. You know, if you see me wiping my eyes, it's not tears. It's sweat. Anyway, um, so, yeah, uh, game seven yesterday. We'll, talk, we'll, start, we'll start with game seven. Um, game seven was a pretty wild event. Um, kind of a weird game, a weird series in general, a lot of <laughs> blowouts, you know, it felt like the Celtics would blow out the heat and then the heat, like game seven is very much like a great, uh, it's like kind of like a modicum for the entire series, which is to say that what started as something that seemed like the, like the Celtics would blow them out and then the heat would come back and win the game. And it would not necessarily be a blowout, but they would win. I think the, the Heat might have had one blowout against them. Um, and yesterday was that. You know, the, the Celtics led by 10 pretty much all the all game. Um, and then the Heat make a very uh, impassioned comeback in the last minute, minute and a half, um, you know, with a chance to go up, uh, you know, with, what was it, 14 seconds left when Jimmy shot that, awful three-pointer, uh, which, you know, I don't give a shit who you are. That shot was awful. This isn't Dame. This is not Dame from the logo. Dame from the logo is not an awful shot because Dame from the logo has hit that shot so many times in his life that, yeah, it can't be considered an awful shot, Paul George. It's an awful shot because Jimmy is not a three-point shooter. Um, I don't care that he shot well in the series, but you're tired. You've played all 48 minutes, and then you shot a three-pointer. Uh, not only that, not, it was not just a three-pointer. It's not like it was a spot-up three, a catch-and-shoot opportunity. It's not like they're running their offensive set. No, you got a rebound, full court. You ran up, stopped, and shot. That is a difficult shot for most people to make. That's like a Steph Curry-type shot to make. You know what I mean? And you took that shot. It was an awful shot. Um, had the opportunity to get to the rim. And I'm just kind of enjoying this because most of you guys know how I feel about Jimmy. And I, I just don't feel like I'm, I'm just okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm like, ah, yes, finally Jimmy's out and I can rejoice. Now I don't give a shit who wins. I do give a shit who wins. I don't want the Celtics to win because, you know, we hate Boston. All of us are in unison in agreement to hate Boston unless Jimmy is is on some team that Boston is playing. Then I'm rooting for Boston. The only time that rooting for Boston is acceptable. Um, that was a bad shot. Um, it was a crazy comeback. Got to give the Heat credit. I mean, they are the fucking, they're like a fungus. Uh, the worst fungus, they just don't go. You know, they're like eczema. They don't go away. No matter what you bombard it with is just going to be there. 
you know, and that's pretty much what the Heat are. And like, I don't know what to make of that team. Uh, I don't know what to make of the East next year outside of, you know, like the Bucks are going to be around. You're going to bet the Celtics are going to be around. you got to bet that the Nets are going to be around, that they're going to maybe improve, whether it's that they're keeping Ben or the rumors that they're going to trade, that they might trade Ben, that the Hawks might be suitors, and maybe they can get three or four pieces, which is a better situation, to be honest. Like, I think in today's NBA especially, and I just think in general it's just a better product to have, like, all right, you got two guys, and then you got a bunch of good role players. That's kind of your best-case scenario. Having three guys is too much. Um only because you're gutting the rest of your roster to accommodate for these three guys. So does that mean that, you know, they're going to trade Ben for somebody else, maybe from the Hawks or from somewhere else? You know, we'll see. Um, you know, like, like if you told me, if you're the Nets and you tell me that you can get, they're not going to pay DeAndre Hunter, so you can get DeAndre Hunter and Bogey, Bogdan Bogdanovich, from the Hawks, yeah, I think I'm probably taking that trade. You know what I mean? Gives you an extra ball handler. It gives you a good 3 and D wing, and you rock out with that. Um, either way, that's not the point. So where are the Heat going to be in this conversation? You know, in the bubble, they go to the finals. You're kind of like, what do you make of that? And then after the bubble, you know, last year kind of seemed like a fluke, which was where I was. I was leaning towards that was a fluky situation. But then this year, they've just made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. When they got to the Eastern Conference Finals, my argument was, well, they've had an easy run here. They had to beat the Hawks. The Hawks ain't shit. They beat us. We fucking ain't shit. Well, anyway, I'm sorry. I'm about to get myself depressed. Um, and the Celtics have had the hard run. They ran through the Nets. They went through the Bucks. Like, so I kind of was like on the Celtics side. He, like, not on the Celtics side, but thinking like, man, the Celtics, I think, are going to dispatch the Heat easily. But they're just like, I got to give it to Jimmy. I'm going to give credit to Jimmy Butler. Like, Jimmy C is just like that Heat team, which nobody really thought was that good. I know that the Heat fans are kind of, you know, they love them, whatever. But, like, from my perspective, the Heat just found ways to win games. And that can seem, like, very obvious in many ways, what they did. But, like, there's not a thing that you point at the Heat and say, well, they do that well. What they do well is they fuck the game up, right? They, like, they dirty it up. They muck it up. It slows down. There's just, like no flow, no rhythm to the game, and somehow you look up and there's four minutes left and it's a tied game, and now you have to kind of nut up and it's your best guy versus Jimmy Butler. It's kind of like how those games would go. And Jimmy, credit to him, like in the playoffs, when it came down to it, it Jimmy came out on top most of those times. Um, so it's pretty impressive. Um as much as I hate Jimmy, like, you got to give him some credit. Like, my whole thing about Jimmy has always been, like, well, one, he's going to submerge your team. Uh, he doesn't really add to the uh, – um, doesn't necessarily add to the uh, 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 – whatchamacallit, to the um, chemistry of your team unless you have a infrastructure that can handle that, which we didn't have which the Timberwolves didn't had, which I think people thought the Bucks had, and so they, I mean, the Bulls had, and so they found out that that front office was shit, and then realized the Bulls did not probably have that. So, with that said, like, get to the Heat, the Heat have an infrastructure, and they're kind of like, either you're coming with us or you're not, and Jimmy's going to go with them, and then you get Kyle Lowry, who played well the last few games, um, is very frustrating, annoying from North Philly, shout out to him, stay prop chain gang. Um, 
And yeah, all of a sudden, here you are. You got Max Drews hitting the biggest three-pointer of the game uh, to, to, make, to bring it within two. And he was bagging groceries two weeks ago or whatever he was doing. Um, and it's impressive. You got to give it credit. And they have some contracts. They can make some moves. They have some flexibility if they want to add some stuff to the roster. You know, and who knows? Who knows what they're going to be next year? I, I would bet that they're going to be better. I would hope that, you know, Kyle Lowry kind of came in out of shape. I think that's probably why he was having hamstring issues. Um, you figure if he's going to come in shape, they're going to be annoying as shit. They're always annoying for us. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what their record is for the NBA, but as from a Sixers fan, you just know that they're going to go 5-0 and against us. How many times? I think we play them five times a year. Maybe it's four times. Whatever, four times a year. They're going to go 4-0 and against us. We know that. We hate them. They hate us. They're going to make it awful. And then Joel is going to tweet something. The entire community is going to be like, maybe Joel wants to go to the Heat. It's not true. Joel doesn't want to go to the Heat. I don't believe that. Uh, maybe I'm a sucker. Maybe I'm a sucker for love. I am, but, you know, whatever. I don't give a shit. Um, I'm going to love them until it hurts. So now we're on to the finals. The Warriors, who I'm going to be on. All right, so I'm gonna, I'm, this is going to be my hot take. The Vegas line is that the Warriors are favored. For, I think the, the Warriors are a 160 favorite to win the finals. And I'm going to be real with you. I don't, it hurts me to say, I would bet the Celtics. I would bet the Celtics in six. And the reason why is because, listen, I love Steph. I love Steph to death. I love him. Love that Warriors team. Love their infrastructure. Draymond can drive me crazy, but he's, he drives you crazy in a way that you wish you had him, um, but because you don't have him, you hate him. Um, and, you know, the beautiful offense and the movement off ball, and they have so many pieces. They have a million guys on their team. But if you kind of look at how these Western Conference finals shook out, it ain't really pretty. You see, because, like, when I look at the Celtics run, I say the, the Nets – the excuse, you can make an excuse, right, against the Nets to say, well, the Nets were, were like, you know, they're kind of a flawed team. You'd be right. But it's not just that they're flawed. It's that they got swept, right? They're flawed. They have Kevin Durant. They got swept. So that's that. Then they go play the defending champions. And here's the thing. The narrative of this series has gone far too left about Chris Middleton. Now, I, to be clear, I, that was my original thought, too. Like, damn, no Chris Middleton. It's going to be tough for them to win. I don't, but that doesn't mean that I think Chris Middleton really swings the series that much. You know what I mean? Like, to me, Chris Middleton means that maybe the Bucs win in seven. You know, as opposed to, like, well, they had Chris Middleton. They probably would have swept them. Like, it's, Chris Middleton ain't Mike. You know, like, he's a good player. He's, a, he's better than Tobias Harris, okay, which isn't difficult. But, like, I don't think it was going to swing it that much is my point. So I kind of feel like people have now gone a little bit too far left into the Chris Middleton. Mind you, people don't necessarily think Chris Middleton is that good. They don't love Chris Middleton, but every year he goes through this period where it's like Chris Middleton is underrated, and then they overrate him, and then he gets underrated again because, again, he isn't that good to be rated that high, but then it, it just this pendulum swing constantly, tell, you know, like who the fuck knows? So in my opinion, I think it's gone a little bit too far left, and I think people are now disparaging the Celtics a little bit too much. 
when I look at the run that the Warriors made through the playoffs, the first the first team they beat, who was the first team they beat? Um, they beat the Nuggets. Uh, they beat them in five. Did they sweep them or beat them in five? I can't remember. I think they beat them in five. Um, the Nuggets team that is obviously, you know, like very, very shorthanded, kind of just one guy, and then you got Bones Highland and Jeff Green and Aaron Gordon rapping nine out of ten on the sideline while they're losing. Um, and then you go be, you go play the, 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 you go play the Grizzlies. Grizzlies, who were definitely one of the better teams in the in the in the NBA this year, but they lose John. Now, here's the, the weird thing. What's hard to judge about this series is, as it's been much uh, talked about throughout the season, is that that the Grizzlies, based on like their per 100 possessions number, their offensive and defensive rating, were better without Ja in the games that they played without Ja. But now, when you get to the playoffs, that changes. You need a guy like Ja who can break down a defense because you're in the half court more often, so you're not going to catch people sleeping on the break, and they're going to figure it out. Ja is unfigureoutable. Okay, he can't be figured out. So you lose Ja, get blown out in game six, or get blown out in game five, I think it was. Go home for game six, they win that series. Again, no Ja. They don't have the, they don't have, like they have a lot of guys. I, I love that Grizzlies team, but they don't have another guy. You know, like it's Ja and these other guys who are all really good basketball players, but none of them are all-stars, you know, not yet at least. Maybe, you know, as time goes on, Jaron Jackson can make himself an all-star. Maybe Desmond Bain can make himself an all-star. Who knows? But they're not there yet. Um, then they make it to the Western Conference Finals. Now you play the Mavericks. And the Mavericks, you look at their run from the playoffs. Who was the first team that they played? Did they play the Jazz first? Was that the first series? Yeah, I think they played the Jazz. Which shit team? Uh, they, you know, they've been falling apart at the seams ever since stupid Rudy touched everybody's microphone and ruined the NBA for a year. Um, then you play the Suns, who, and I, you know, I haven't talked about that series. Obviously, I'm, I love Chris Paul to death. You know, like the injury thing is, yeah, sure, he's probably injured, but like as people are always going to tell you, everybody is injured. You know, so I don't know what the fuck to make out of that, like, game six and game seven. And, like, to me, because a lot you hear people say, like, got to give Jason Kidd credit, making adjustments, blah, 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 blah. And that's true. It's probably true. But I haven't heard one person while in the midst of saying that tell me the adjustment that he made. What was the adjustment? What was the adjustment he made that all of a sudden, game seven, they would come out and get blown out by 30? You know what I mean? So... Whatever was going on with that Suns team is, like, very concerning. It makes you look at that 64 wins as hollow. You know what I mean? The most wins in their in their franchise history, and you go out in game seven to the four seed by getting blown out. Listen, Luka's great. He's incredible. Ain't that a fucking incredible that you're going to just beat the 64-win team in game seven by 30? No one is that great. Um. So that happens. You go play the Warriors. The Warriors, well, they kind of made it look easy. They kind of made it look easy because that type of offense, I, 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 like, I will never, ever be – I'm, I'm going to be real with you. Until, until Luka changes his play style, you will never see me pick the Mavericks to win a championship. It just is what it is. I don't want – I don't know – I don't see their flexibility. I don't know where they're going to get other pieces to line up around. Dallas, there was rumors that they might look at 
trading for um, there's, they've just been connected to everybody. I think they've been connected to, to Zach Levine. They've been connected to DeAndre Ayton at times. They've been connected to Rudy Gobert. They've been connected to everybody. I don't see it. I don't see how they're going to get those guys because they want to retain Jalen Brunson. So how are they going to get those guys? What assets do they have to trade? Do you think you're going to trade Maxi Cleaver? Like, yeah, I like Maxi, but come on. What, is it? what are we talking about here? Until they change that offense, I don't know how they're going to win. All right? Not And because also during that series, my opinion really was like going into that series was that it had gone now, it had shifted too far that like people are like, I don't know what the, what the, I don't know how the, the Warriors going to stop Luka. Okay, fair. Who's Luka going to defend? And who's going to stop Steph? Like did Steph, is Steph Curry not on the planet any longer? Does he not exist? Does he not matter? anymore you think it's just Luca versus the Warriors it's not Luca versus Steph Curry and the Warriors an equal superstar and regardless of what you think of Steph whether his numbers aren't as great as you want them to be some of that is true but it's his presence on the court that already ruins your defense just him existing ruins the defense so what are you gonna do I thought it had gone way too far I, like so now kind of made it look easy. So when I look at these teams and how they've been tested, and I wonder, I just wonder, you know, there was a great stat. I think Kirk, Kirk Goldsberry posted this or tweeted this or something, said this in some forum or other, that over that since, man, was it 20, since 2014, the Celtics are the only team with a winning record against the, the Warriors, which makes sense to me. Before I came on this, before I found out about that stat, when I was going to do this podcast, my thoughts were, about how these teams have been circling each other for a few years. Now, the Celtics have gone through different iterations of this team, but the core has remained the same. Marcus Smart, Jalen, and Jason, with Al Horford visiting a few times, right? That core has stayed the same. And then on top of that, at times you had Kyrie, then on times you had Kemba, and obviously none of those situations worked. Marcus this year has turned himself into a point guard. Credit to him. Got to give him credit for that because I don't know how the fuck that happened. He's been in the NBA for eight years, and all of a sudden you're just like, oh, that's how you play point guard, and now you're doing that. So, um, so they've been circling each other for a while. And what, I'm, what my concern would be looking at the Warriors is just that this Celtics team has been historically good on defense. They have many people who are switchable. They have, they have many different lineups they can put out there. They can go small. They can go big. They can do all of it. And while the Warriors can do that too, this is the only team that can match them, but on the other side of it have the wings to cause issues on the perimeter, but also who can score offensively. Now, as a Celtics fan, my concern for sure would be Jalen. I love Jalen Brown, to be clear. All right, Jalen is one of my favorite players. God bless that man. I wish we could have traded Ben for him straight up. All right? And, you know, I should have known this. You know why I should have known this? Because when he first got drafted, he was raw, the rawest prospect in that draft. By year three, he was making three-pointers, and I was looking at Ben, and Ben was just, hey, mate, hey, mate, doing all this shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I keep getting sidetracked by my own feelings. Um, so, yeah, um, the point is, like, that Celtics starting five doesn't have a ton of weaknesses in it. Rob Williams is a big part of their team. He's now going to get some rest. They're probably going to be better off, better served, going small-ish by 
starting maybe Grant Williams at the three or whatever and having, you know, Tatum play the five, the four. And then, you know, you have Horford at the five. They can spread the floor. Their defense is pretty crazy, and I just feel like they're a little bit more tested this playoff round. You know what I mean? Not to say all playoffs, but this playoffs, they're a little bit more tested. The only thing for me that tells me that, like, if I was going to bet on the Warriors, the only argument I have to bet on the Warriors is the is the championship acumen, right? Is like, but they've been here before, and that matters. I don't want to make it seem like that doesn't matter, but this gauntlet that the Celtics just ran through, it's not that it it doesn't it doesn't um it doesn't replace the championship experience per se, but damn, you know, like they beat the champions last year. They beat Kevin Durant. They just beat the Heat in a seven-game fucking slugfest in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think they're going to be scared. They also have beat the Warriors in many of the regular seasons, so I don't think they're scared of the Warriors necessarily. I think they're a little bit more physical. Not They may not be, like, finals physical. Like, there's a difference. Like, you know, like a team like... Like, the Heat are physical in ways that you don't know how to be physical. Like, you can be strong, but they're doing shit like nut punches when you're not looking and, you know, little, like, uh, uh, kidney shoves and shit like that. You're, you're just whatever. They're doing all types. You know, like, Kyle Lowry, just, like, you're walking to the bench and Kyle just steps in front of you and falls on the ground and he's looking for a technical foul. You don't even know what the fuck just took place. That's the shit that the Warriors do understand that the Celtics don't have yet, right? So, like, that's that championship acumen. When it gets tight... The Warriors have been there before, and the Celtics haven't. But like I said, I do kind of feel like, I don't know, man. I kind of feel like the Celtics, this run tells me that they're going to be, that they're not scared necessarily. I don't think they're scared. I don't think they're scared. I think they're kind of like, yeah, I think we can beat this team. Um, so we're going to see. I think, um, like I said, if I was going to bet, if I, which I might, I think I might probably take the, the, the Celtics in six. I'm going against the odds makers. You heard it here first, folks. If you ask me who I'm rooting for, yeah, I'm rooting for the fucking Warriors. What are you talking about? The fucking want the Celtics to win a championship? Are you, are you crazy? The Celtics? The green fucks? The Blarney Stone? The Leprechaun at the end of the rainbow? No. I don't want them to win. I hate them. I hate how much I love them. I hate how much I love them. I look at Tatum longingly. Wolverine. Wish we had you, Tatum. Wish we had you, Jalen. Horford, go fuck yourself. Wish you had you, Marcus. Wish we had you, Grant. Fucking Grant Williams. We traded Grant Williams for Matisse. Somehow Grant got good. Matisse, he's taking pictures somewhere. He over there. Shooting photos, mate. Not making threes, though. Yeah, I think I would take the Celtics in six. I respect the Warriors. I love Steph. I would love to see Steph go ballistic and get a finals MVP and, you know, really continue that, like, path. You know, people have been debating if he's top 10, if he wins a championship, he gets a finals MVP. I don't think he's top 10 if he does that, to be honest. Um, I think he needs probably a little bit more than that um, just because those Kevin Durant years, like, you know, what kind of happens when you do that in your career, 
kind of happened to Dwayne Wade. Like when you do that, when that happens in your career, people begin to almost discount your career more than it should be discounted. Like Kevin Durant's career, I don't think gets discounted as much for being on the Warriors. You know, people argue all the time, top 15. I think that's fair. He's missed a bunch of seasons. He only has one MVP. He has two championships, two, M two finals MVPs, you know, all NBA scoring titles and all that stuff. But, you know, when you look at the accolades of those top 10 players, you, you know, you're talking about, like, craziness, multiple-time champions and multiple-time MVPs and all those things that are like, you know, Kevin Durant isn't there yet, you know. Um, so for Steph, two-time MVP gives him that leg up for sure. But I've heard people argue that Kevin is above Steph. So kind of how you look at that, I don't know. How do you want to look at that? Um, do I think that a championship and a finals MVP gets in the top 10? I don't think so. Do I th what it would have to really take you, you, to get him in top 10 is like 40 a game. Like a 40 point, like 40 a game, 46 and 5, shooting, you know, like 40% from three, beating the one of the best, most historic defenses in NBA history, beating them in five games while you're going ballistic then maybe you have an argument, you know, like in the moment, like if I saw that, then yeah, I mean, I might feel that like, like you tell me game five, he hits a game winner that closed the series out. Then I might say that after averaging 40 a game, but outside of that, I don't know. I don't think I see that. I don't think he's top 10. I know there's going to be a lot of younger fans who for sure think he's top 10. He's top five, B. Or that's not how top five. I don't know. That's not how they talk. He's top five, JIT. Or that's my JIT. He's top five, whatever. I don't know what the young kids say either. I just hear JIT sometimes. That's it. I don't think he's top 10. Um, I think, you know, I think finals MVP in a championship here probably gets him to like that top 11, top 12. You know, by saying top 11, top 12, what I'm saying is he's 11 or 12. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but it'll be interesting. The other side of it, one, I already think Al Horford's going to the Hall of Fame. It's not people I think are kind of high, but don't realize that getting into the Hall of Fame is borderline participation trophy. Uh, and I think Al Horford has, like, earned it. He's, like, always in the playoffs. He's, you know, like, other than last year on, o on Oklahoma City, like, any team he's on general generally just wins. He just does things that help you win. And now he's going to the finals. A championship would help solidify that as a starting center. I think that a championship would get Marcus Smart into the Hall of Fame probably. Right now, I don't think he would get into the Hall of Fame because he just doesn't have any of the things. But in a year where... It seems like you're out of it. You turned yourself into a point guard. All of a sudden, you're one of the best teams in the NBA. You're the defensive player of the year on the best defense in the NBA. Then you go through the playoffs, a bunch of crazy series around the way. You win a championship. I think that that narrative could maybe get Marcus Smart in the Hall of Fame in some weird way. Just because, again, it's not hard to get into the NBA Hall of Fame. Um, I think that that's, you know, I got to give it to Ime Odoka, who I've been criticizing for the last few years, because when he was our defensive coordinator under Brett Brown, our defense was not that great. You know what I mean? It was like, okay, but we were just constantly running drop coverage. We were just giving open three-pointers to all the great point guards who love open three-pointers. It's fucking awful. It's very aggravating. Um, but then, you know, look at him go. That's impressive. Got to give him fucking credit for that. That's crazy to me. You feel me? Like, that's wild. So um, I do think, like, I think that was, you know, yeah, I think that those are the, the, the like, the legacies that are affected here. Um, like, Tatum and Jalen are guys who are going to be on their way to the Hall of Fame. 
they're, they're going to be on their way to the Hall of Fame because they're already averaging points and numbers. And if you do that over the next five, six seasons, you're just you're going to be in. Just because they've had a bunch of success, to, to be honest, together they've been. This is now their third the Eastern Conference Finals that they made it to. Their first Finals that they've made it to. They've been in the playoffs a ton, scored a bunch of points. So like, yeah, they're gonna. They're going to be on their way to the Hall of Fame. It's about kind of these other guys. Like, Draymond's in the Hall of Fame. He's walking in. Klay Thompson walking in. Steph walking in. Well, but, like, what about Andrew Wiggins? Does a championship help Andrew Wiggins get into the Hall of Fame? Maybe. Maybe. I'll tell you what. Let's say Andrew Wiggins somehow got a Finals MVP. And the only reason I'm bringing that up is because, as we know, Andre Godala has a Finals MVP from that team, even though they – because people just pretend as if it's not that Steph is on the floor that allows Andre Godala to hit wide-open three-pointers all day. But, you know, I don't even want to think about Wiggins because I, there's just never, you know, Ryan Russillo said it best, you know, where he just said, you just, you just can't go into the Hall of Fame if I've asked you, if I've asked more times, uh, I forgot what he said, you know, more times than not, what the fuck are you doing on any given night? Um, and, you know, I do, like, wish I could agree with that, but I just know that when you have the numbers, it's not that hard, man. They're going to put you in. They're going to put you in if you just have the numbers. That's all you need. You're going to have the numbers on a shit team. Like, you're going to get in. So a championship for him with the numbers, yeah, I think it probably does give him an opportunity to go into the Hall of Fame, unfortunately. Steve Kerr is going to walk into the Hall of Fame already as a coach. Um, Iggy's going to walk into the Hall of Fame, unfortunately. Fuck him. I'm sorry. Uh, I, think that's, I think that's pretty much everybody I think that would be affected here by, like, this, like, you know, by these one of these teams win a championship. So either way, my pick, I'm going Celtics in six. Uh, I'm probably wrong, as I usually am. I mean, if you know me, you know I'm wrong. So take this word with the grain of salt that came off of the pillar of Lot's wife. Uh, anyway, that's it. You know the drill. Everybody, wash your hands. Stay safe. Black Lives Matter. Rest of the cops who kill Breonna Taylor. Stop Asian hate. Stop gay hate. Stop trans hate. Stop all the fucking hate. Pretty simple. Please stop shooting people. Stop shooting fucking kids. I'm going to talk about that on my mental health podcast. Or maybe I'll do that today or I'll do it later in the week. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Take care. Uh, 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 yeah. Justice for the blind. Just something that'll find in the rhyme that are coming from my mind. You think-